Hi there, thanks for joining me for this episode of Gravity, the Digital Marketing Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by digital marketing business owners, creators, consultants and practitioners who share what makes their business work. Whether you run your own business or you're just thinking of stepping out on your own for the first time, you're in the right place. If you're new to the podcast, then welcome along. Just take a second right now to subscribe to the show on your player. That way you won't miss new episodes and you can dig into some older ones when you're finished with this one. This week, I'm joined by Varvara Leilegina. Varvara is a true trailblazer in her native Russia. She's done an amazing job of building her online business over many years. And she's pivoted, niched and adapted as her own skills and personal brand have grown. She's living proof that the best route to success is never a straight line. I love Varvara's story and hope you will too. So let's dive in and meet Varvara. This week I'm delighted to welcome Varvara Leilegna to the podcast. Um, Varvara, would you maybe like to just start by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work you do? Hello, Bob. I'm so, so, so glad uh, to be here. Thank you so much for inviting and um, yes, I am Varvara. Usually it's like, what's, what is the name? Very strange one. I usually say that you can call me Barbara because my name is just the Russian version of the Barbara name. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the same. It's like a, a warrior or conqueror. Um, yeah, so uh, the meaning of it is it's a Greek name very popular in the world but this is a russian version and obviously i am russian <laughs> so i live in russia i live in beautiful st petersburg city if you are ever in the city let me know <laughs> i'm happy to to welcome new people here and to show russia i am um, i was born here i um, was raised here i studied here in the university and i studied journalism I didn't work much in the journalism, just a little bit, but I understand that whatever I did in my life was really very connected to the communication. So I, I started in working in public relations for non-governmental organizations of St. Petersburg. Uh, I also had lots of international experience. I, I studied uh, European studies in Finland. I went to Brazil to work there for the internship. And at some point when I graduated the university, I was thinking like, okay, I really want this international experience. I want the, the scope. And that's, that's how I appeared to be in Procter & Gamble. And uh, they hired me in human resources. I was not picky about the department so they hired me for human resources and almost for 10 years i was doing my career in procter and gamble in the corporate world in the office uh, nine to five as you say for me it was usually 10 to six and later mm. and more uh, late hours of work to be honest so i did the, the career there i started as a talent supply manager i ended as um, as a char leader of the plant uh, somewhere in the middle of Russia. And uh, at some point I, I started to think that, is it it? <laughs> is it it? Like what, what, will, what will be my achievements? 
uh, at the, I don't know, maybe not even end of my life, but like in 10 or 15 years. And will it be some another corporate award and uh, climbing the office, you know, corporate uh, ladder career? And um, yeah, I wanted to to try something new. It was a difficult process for me, you know. It it sounds like okay. I decided that I want to try something else. I quit, and I I traveled around the world. I came up with a business idea. I made a business. It sounds very easy. Uh, on the reality, uh, the process of making the decision to quit the corporate job what, took me four years um, with up and downs, but it took me four years. It, uh, it took me asking for, for coaching advice, career coaching advice. And um, yeah, but then finally I did this. I went to travel. I had different ideas. I was thinking, for example, about party organization, about uh, subscription boxes, about uh, interior design, interior styling. I even went to, to the UK to study interior design for this. But then finally I came up to the idea that uh, I love blogging and I understood that I'm doing blogging since 2002, basically. Yeah, it's quite early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, it was not that kind of blogging that it, it is now, but yeah, it, it is from 2002. And um, yeah, so uh, I started my, my blog, my new blog about interiors, about home, uh, and uh, it was also capturing this journey of the new life. And I think that it helped me a lot in terms of getting the confidence, you know, that I have something else out of the corporate world. Uh, because after almost 10 years, like all your contacts, everything, all your life is kind of in the, in the office. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I started that blog. Uh, about interiors, about home, home where you want to come. This is, um, that was the name and it is the name still. And um, after some time, after quitting, after traveling, I understood that this interior design thing, party organization, all this is kind of secondary for me. And what I'm interested in is to continue this blogging thing. And um, I started coaching people and doing trainings and um, teach, teach people to, how to blog and how to communicate, how to tell their story, how to talk about themselves. And as I was from the business, from the corporate world, it was not interesting for me just to talk about, you know, lifestyle blogging. It was more interesting to me to talk about, like, the blog as a tool, not just the blog as a, as your, like whatever you do, right? As a career, not blogging as a career, but blog as a tool to get to your goals. And yeah, so this is how it all started. And this is what I'm doing now. I'm basically, I'm working with Russian speaking creative entrepreneurs all around the world. About 50% of my clients are located in Russia and 50% allocated all around the world, starting from Ukraine to Europe, 
uh, Argentina, the United States of America, uh, New Zealand, Australia, all this kind of nice, interesting places. And um, yeah, I, I teach them how to spread the world, spread the word about themselves uh, and how to, how to make the word world know about themselves and it's a lot about blogging and having their own platform but it's also about social media about speaking engagements about personal brand and all this kind of stuff yeah and are most of your audience slash clients also working in the russian language most of them yes but mm. not all of them and i think 2002 it's very early for blogging. I mean, yes, there were lots of blogs around in 2002, but it was still kind of early days. It wasn't routine that everybody would have a blog as it kind of is now. But in Russian language, it, I imagine it wasn't swamped the way that it probably is now. You must have been, I can only imagine you must have stood out back then. Uh, has the time that you've been involved in blogging in Russian language, would you see that as an advantage now that you've been doing it so long, you've established such a big footprint that, that that's been helpful for you? Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, I think that uh, at some point you're right. Uh, it was, but we should understand that it was different timing. In 2002, there were no social media. I remember how I how I learned the first time about social media, I couldn't get the idea, like, why do I need to have this friends <laughs> in the social media? Yeah. It was not even Facebook that time. It was Orkut, the Brazilian, um, uh, the Brazilian social network that is closed now. But uh, that time, the blogging was a lot like the social media today, a lot like Instagram or just Facebook updates now. It was um, something like, I did this, I did that. Uh, I'm, I will be in the center of the city tonight. Who wants to go to the cinema? Or I was, uh, at that time, I was a student. I learned journalism. So sometimes I was writing some, you know, something. I was practicing my writing skills, which I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it was no no headlines, no structure, uh, no pictures that time because there were no digital cameras at that time. Yeah. Mm, but I would say that in in my circles and the first people who started to to blog and to have this live journal, this is basically the platform where I started. Uh, in Russia, the first people who, who started to do this were writers and poets. And some writers and poets, they, they became famous because of that platform, that time. And I was in, I was in the journalism. I, I had the publishing house next door to my faculty where I was, I was studying journalism. So... In my circles, like my people, we, it, it was pretty common to have this, this blog. You know, I was one of the first who joined this movement, but uh, pretty quickly, 
it was uh, it was pretty common in our circles but but still uh, yes i noticed that i'm one of the first who started to to use facebook i'm one of the first who started to use instagram uh, and kind of i have this advantage at least i can say you know what i started blogging in 2002 but of course it was not the, this kind of blogging that we have now i just as you were speaking i was sort of throwing myself back to 2002 and what the internet looked like back then. And most people weren't even connected to the internet in 2002. That's, that's phenomenal. That was, yeah, this... Yeah. <laughs> cards, you know, ICQ, uh-oh. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you... Uh, it, there are probably some some differences between countries, but yeah, this is a sweet time of internet cafes and uh, to be connected to the internet during the night because when you are connected to the internet, you, you are taking over the phone line, right? And somebody yeah. important can call your parents. So <laughs> yeah, lovely times. So casting yourself forward, I mean, 2002, you were, you were blogging, you were a student, I'm guessing. Do you remember when you made your first money online? And I just mean, I don't mean big money. I mean, oh my God, somebody paid me and I don't know them. This is a very long time forward yeah. to this because uh, I was not even thinking about making money online that time. It, I, I don't even think that somebody was thinking <laughs> that lots of people were thinking it was just the way of communicate with friends and make connections and um, what i remember uh, maybe there was something but not that i remember what i really remember is my first affiliate income that i got uh, that i got already in my current blog home where you want to come and um, I put some affiliate links to the books and um, it was one year after I started the blog um, and it, it, not because it took so long but just because at the beginning I even didn't know what does it mean affiliate links how you can make money on this and um, but at some point I I knew this, I put this affiliate links and I earned two rubles and 82, uh, let's say, Russian cents. Yeah. So it's so tiny, it's, <laughs> I even get, I think it's one cent, something like this. If you, uh, if you make the exchange, it's so tiny, I cannot even exchange it, you know, into dollars. Uh, or pounds <laughs> and uh, and I called my friend and I said oh my god I earned this money somebody just bought one book I think or something I made this money online and she said okay good I'm so happy for you don't tell anybody about this because it's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> this money is just so tiny that it's embarrassing don't tell anybody I said yeah <laughs> Still, I'm telling the story because, yeah, I think that was my first money online and it was so, so extremely tiny. You cannot even imagine. And comparing to the 
corporate salary that I had, it was like nothing. You cannot even buy anything for, <laughs> for this. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that it was half of the 50 cents, 50 cents, uh, half of the, of the dollar. And, um, but I was more happy, I think, than, than any first salary or something. I don't remember any first money, for example, that I made in my life, but I remember this affiliate, uh, affiliate income. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess you've, you've unlocked the ability to achieve some potential. You know, something can start now. I think until you've made that first penny, you don't really believe it can happen. So where did it go from there? Um, basically, so affiliate, uh, th this is a funny story, but affiliate income is not, uh, something I really rely on. Uh, it's a nice, um, nice thing that, uh, that is added, but my main, uh, online income, if I can say that it's online, uh, my main income was, uh, coaching and afterwards the, the group trainings and, uh, when I came back from the trip that I did after I sabbatical trip that I, I did after I quit the job, I I came back and um, I I was thinking what what should I do? Then I decided okay, it will be blogging, and as soon as I decided, I announced the the first webinar that I'm going to do, and on the first webinar I was talking five steps how to create a blog or five factors that are important for success of your blog. Uh, I had um, pretty much people for the first webinar I, I should say. Uh, I closed the registration and 100 uh, people because I had 100 spots in the webinar room <laughs> and I was afraid that what if everybody comes. It's funny to think about this now. And I need to give them all the spots. Now I See, know. You, you might think that's funny, but I think that's a very common anxiety for people who haven't done webinars before. <laughs> yeah, but now with all the experience, you know, I think, oh my God, like I, you are lucky if you have 30% of people, right, to come <laughs> who are registered. But mm. I closed. I'm like, okay, I need everybody to give the spot. I gave few extra to some, several of my friends who, uh, who registered later and um, and I, I did this webinar I didn't sell anything there but after that webinar I was contacted by two girls and one said and both of them basically said that they are interested to work with me and one became became the one-on-one -on -one client and I started to work with her before I had some coaching where I tested it and I did it for free you know I I came to people and I was like you 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 have a blog do you need some advice from me I can give it to you for free or some people were writing to me something like oh I'm reading your blog and it's so interesting and I'm also interested to to have a blog one day and I said and I said oh really I can help you with this let's have a coaching it's free now but after that uh, webinar that I had, it was kind of like official. And after that, um, and it was, mm, it was 
four years ago. Yeah, it was May uh, 2015, so it was four years ago. And after that, I do not take any free clients. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that that was... Uh, these, these two girls, basically, they were my two first... I consider them as two first clients. One was a coaching, and another one, she went to the training session, the group group coaching. And I'm interested to understand the mechanics of all of this a little bit, because you've been blogging for a long time, you've built up a good, reputable blog, but a blog audience tends to be quite a passive audience. There's simply, for a lot of people, uh, where they haven't monetized their blog, a number in Google Analytics. Um, so uh, let's say four years ago, do you remember what your average monthly traffic looked like? Oh my God, like I don't remember, uh, but it was small. <laughs> it was extremely small. Now it's so, it, 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 it's like ridiculous how, how small it was. I think it was something like, um, I don't know, like 1,000 per month maybe. Yeah, uh, that would kind of make sense. I mean, that's, a, that's a, quite a, that's not a quiet website. But it's not a busy blog either. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And what does your traffic look like now? I mean, don't tell me in specific numbers if it's, if it's private. It, but it, I'm just curious to know. It, you know, I'm always confused when somebody asks me about the, the traffic because I have two sites, right? So one is yeah. that lifestyle blog and it, it is still, it still is. Uh, and there I I talk a lot about just my life, uh, my all these interior things that I'm still interested in, uh, how I redecorate uh, my place where I live, some interesting stories, uh, something like this. So it's very lifestyle. And uh, this four years ago story, when I was thinking where should I go, what dire direction to take, Basically, when I decided that it will be blogging, that was a big decision for me, whether I should create a new site or stay with this blog. And I decided to make it a new site, which seems very logical decision now, but that time it was not so clear for me. But I made a different site, so it's Start Blog Up. Basically, this is the name of my uh, my business now. And... Um, there is a blog there as well, but that one is blog about blogging about this is the blog about like speaking engagement, networking, personal brand, social media, all this kind of stuff for Russian speaking creative entrepreneurs. And uh, when I compare traffic, the traffic on the lifestyle blog is is very good. Uh, it's let me say it's it's about uh, I have about two thousand five hundred people every day uh, there. That's pretty good. So yeah, so it's two thousand five hundred people. Uh, somewhere in some seasons, for example, around the new year, I had three thousand people daily. Uh, now it's a little bit lower. But I'm not as frequent, to be honest, right? So it, it lives by itself. But this is impressive number, 
to share and to tell. But basically, I do not have much of the income from that side. Yeah. So I have some advertising uh, opportunities. Um, and definitely this website, this blog is my portfolio because this is how lots of people know about me and how I, should, uh, how I could tell people, like, look what I'm doing. I can't do this. It's not, you know, the webinar about webinars or the blog about blogging or, I don't know, the conference about conferences, right? Yeah. So uh, this is the real stuff that I'm doing and I'm kind of testing lots of things there. I use this blog a lot in examples of my, when, when I do my job. But the other website and the blog is Start Blog Up. Basically, the traffic there is not as huge. It's about 500 people daily there. Uh, so it's significantly less than the other one. But basically, all my income comes from the Start Blog Up. And this is what I tell people. And uh, I think maybe the listeners will be interested in this, that it, numbers are not important. I think what I, what was going through my mind when I asked that is you were talking about a webinar and 100 registrants and in order to achieve that you must have a foundational audience to bring into the webinar and I was just, just interested to know what your audience at the time looked like and you've answered that quite well. So looking at your business now, how things have changed over those four years, um, you have the membership website you have the coaching clients, you still have the blog. How have things changed over those four years? What does your business look like now? And I'm also interested to understand, you speak about your, your client base being the creative entrepreneur. And I'm interested to understand what that actually means for you. Yeah, so I, I th that's nice to, to say that not so much changed, basically, that uh, I'm stick to the, the main idea. And uh, yeah, this is Russian speaking creative entrepreneurs. For me, uh, I, when I say this, I mean people who are creative inside and who are coming to the business to make the business, to make them the project. This is how I call it, because usually my people there, they could be a little bit freaking out, you know, about the business <laughs> because they're just starting out. But the business project, they're, they're coming to it from the creative standpoint. They, they took it very creatively. And um, they do not take it as... Um, you know, okay, so how much money I can get squeeze out of people, you know? Uh, this is not about pushy techniques, some salesy, uh, sleazy, I think this is how, how it yeah. should be said. There are lots of words for this, right? But I, I think you understand what I mean. Uh, but they are, uh, they are coming to this in terms of like, okay, what, what can I do for the, for the world? Uh, how can I express my creativity? And uh, I'm helping them with, okay, you can express your creativity and uh, make a business project out of it and how you can 
not only give but get something for yourself so this is this is basically what i what i mean by creative entrepreneur so basically it's everybody who are not about pushy salesy nasty uh, business who who want to create uh, anything but most of my clients are um, those who are helping other people like uh, therapists coaches photographers artists guides in different uh, cities uh, russian speaking uh, guides in all over uh, all over the world some people who do yoga yoga teachers uh, dietary coaches uh, people who who work around the healthy eating or make cakes all these kind of things so this these are basically my people and i started to work with them four years ago um, i did more coaching and uh, some trainings but yeah at some point i understood and it was uh, yeah it was i don't know at some point like three years ago maybe two and a half years ago people started to to tell me like my clients they started to tell me oh my god the, the coaching program is is ending uh, will we have your support i will miss you and i created the facebook group for for those who worked with me for my clients very close one not so many people there right so not for everybody and i was like okay but but you have this facebook group you can ask questions there and uh, from the very beginning i had a where, uh, for a pretty long time, I had the feeling that if I continue to sell them something, uh, then it would mean that I did a bad job, you know? So there is a coaching program, there are eight sessions, or there is a group training, and there is like 10 lessons, uh, 10 meetings, uh, 10 webinars in this training. And when people told me over and over at the end that we want more of you, we want to continue, maybe we will come and uh, have more, you know, ad hoc coaching sessions uh, with you. And I was thinking like, yeah, yeah, you just ask questions in the Facebook group. And I was thinking, oh my God, if, if this happens, it means like I did a bad job. I didn't tell them everything, right, on my coaching program. And only afterwards I realized that how wrong I am. And if people ask me, I should give them what they ask. And um, no, it, and it doesn't mean that I did a bad job at all. And uh, at that point of time, myself, I was uh, trying to get more knowledge for myself my first idea was to hire a mentor, but then I understood that it's very expensive and um, I didn't have uh, that money that and um, I was like, okay, so what 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 can I do? And then I I joined um, the membership site and I was wowed. I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. This is amazing because this is so affordable. 
and at the same time you have access to the top experts you can ask them question almost like in the 1000 uh, per hour coaching right you have their attention you ask them questions they know you you have the trainings you have community you have so much and i understood that i did a lot of that with this free uh, facebook group that um, that i did for my clients but i i was not spending so much time there because it was free and um, so i still balanced my time right but i enjoyed it so much and i was like oh my god this is amazing i can have it's win-win for everybody they pay me money a small amount they get the access to me this is what they want and because of the scope and because i have a number of this kind of people i have a very decent income and uh, when i realized it i decided that this is my my jam i i made the decision very quickly when i understood the business model I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do the membership side. And I started to work on it. But the thing is that it took me one year from the idea to basically to the, till the launch. But yeah, so this is how I came up with the membership sub site. And now it's uh, the main project that I have. It's basically my almost my full-time job. And uh, and I'm very very happy of how it's all going. Um, you you spoke a lot about what members what before you actually launched the membership membership site. People were telling you they wanted something, but now you've done it. If you were to survey your members, what's the one thing you think they would say they value the most? Oh, it's maybe a difficult question. It's a difficult question because I think that there are a lot, not, not one thing that they value about me. But what they tell me when I talk to them and when I have the feedback, uh, they this is what I what, what I try to do as a part of my my brand and my personal brand as well. I try to be. I don't know if I can say it in English, but we say it in Russian, like to be very ecological, you know, in selling. I'm not pushing. I'm just offering. I'm just saying this is what I have. Um, And uh, people like this. I say that I am, my distinction from my competitors is that I'm not pushing the, the sales and I'm doing it very... I, I say the Western way, European and American one. Uh, this is what I learned from the top leaders in online marketing. The other thing that they they really value is um, the structure that I give, the the structure and the quality of the materials that I produce, because overall on the market the quality is unfortunately uh, pretty low. Like I'm, I'm talking in general, of course. For example, there are, I don't know, like online courses that are delivered in Instagram and uh, the, the trainer could be uh, sitting in the swimming suit, you know, doing her 
online lesson, which I can not even call an online lesson, right? Yeah. Mm, or like there is no PDF, there are PDFs uh, designed. There is like, you know, some uh, trainers write something, scribble something on the paper and then take a picture with a shadow on it from the phone and send it to their their students. I've seen things like this. These are extremes, of course, but just to to give you the perspective of what is going on, and uh, I'm I'm learning myself from the top leaders in the industry in the world. This is like yeah. the uh, the trainings that I'm buying, the coaching, and all this kind of things, the memberships, and I see the the standards there. And I'm trying to bring the same standards to the Russian-speaking market. And um, I think that people who really value this kind of things, they they see this in my products, in my membership, in my coaching. Mm, this is it. And another thing is that I'm very... Um, I think that I try to be very accessible to people, uh, especially for... Uh, for my clients and for the members of my membership site, I'm answering all 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 the questions. Like 99% of the questions, I am. I'm not, you know, somewhere there the expert that is coming to people only when uh, there is a Q&A office hours once a month. No, I'm always ready and I'm always for them uh, and I think that they value this as well and one, one thing that I often speak about in the podcast with guests is specialization and you specialized obviously in the training and the coaching there was probably along the way temptation I mean, maybe not so much in, in the blogging space but you're a social media expert blogging expert to actually say well pay me and I'll do it for you and you've managed to avoid that really neatly but by specializing in Russian language audience, it really does put you in a very special category because you will then only really have to compete with people operating in Russian language. So I'm curious to know what does your competition, if there is any, actually look like mm. in the Russian language? The, this is, uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting question. We have uh, the, the info business, uh, this is right how how we call it mm, the services the online business and uh, the services of selling just the information coaching or trainings uh, is developing a lot here and lots of people are saying that oh my god it's uh, it's too much already still uh, when I'm looking at the uh, American market, for example, I understand that, oh no, it's not too much. It can be much more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, so uh, there is, there are lots of uh, people who are, who do coaching in online space. Mm, I seriously, I do not consider them very much as competitors. I talk more about uh, colleagues. I usually call them colleagues. Mm, and um, still, I'm a very competitive person, to be honest. I like to compete. Uh, 
this is my jam. I know that some people say like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm, I want to be nice for everybody. No, competition is, uh, kills me. I like the good competition. This drives me. When I don't have, when, when some of my colleagues say, for example, that, okay, I'm going out of the market because of uh, this or that reasons, or, oh, I'm pregnant, I will have a, a baby, I will slow down. I'm like, oh, no, where are you going? I'm competing here with you. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> hey, I, I don't want to be alone. Uh, yeah, so I like the good competition. I think that my big advantage is um, that um, I learn from uh, from the English resources and I apply this for the Russian speaking market and that's why I I like my niche and I, I like my clients I, I at least now I'm not thinking about uh, English speaking um, audience right I'm I'm very uh, focused on the Russian speaking people because I see how I can bring them value. I can work. This is what I do. I, I work all this, um, work out all these materials that are, exist in English. I work with the top uh, people. I learn from the top people in the industry in English, and then I rework it for the Russian market for the Russian specifics, for the Russian language, and then I bring it to people and I, with this I raise, raise the standards. What I see my colleagues uh, are doing, they, they learn a lot from each other. They not have so much, uh, I don't know, desire, possibility, maybe language knowledge is a barrier here as well. Uh, so it's different for different people, but what what they do is they kind of um, they're a little bit stuck in the Russian uh, Russian language um, soup. This is how I call when you're bo boiled in the soup, yeah. you know. Uh, so and it's more difficult uh, for them to. Um, yeah, to, to have something new, to have uh, new ideas. It's always easier when, when you have the wider perspective. And those of my colleagues who have this, who who see, who, not see, how you say it, like, who observe the, the markets, right, the international markets, they have this advantage as well. This is what I can clearly, uh, clearly see. Yeah. Bavaria, we've been speaking for quite a long time and I have a couple of questions I really, really want to ask you before we finish up. Okay. The main one is, and I would challenge anybody to go and have a look at what Vavara does online because one thing that really impresses me is everything is so well styled and pretty. Your Instagram is really well presented. Your Facebook is really well presented. Your website's really, really well, well presented. Uh, and particularly the images you use, you managed to take incredible selfies that most of us could only dream of. And I'm interested to know what kind of work goes into that. Is that just natural for you or, is, or do you have to work at that? Um, I think it's both. 
Uh, I, I would not say that it's not natural. It's at some point, yes, it's natural. On the other side, when I when I'm looking at the pictures that I was taking before, I understand th- how far I uh, I came. Right, so um, it's still uh, daily work, and <clears throat> it's a lot about looking what other people uh, are doing uh, and uh, learning constantly. So. Uh, it's uh, something it's about uh, filters and all these applications on the phone and uh, programs like Canva um, and learning uh, how to use them because like it's a skill though they are so simple to use it's uh, you really need to to work on it I'm looking at the examples I'm using Pinterest a lot and uh, I'm changing things uh, over and over. So if you look what I did five years ago, you would say like, oh my God, like it's ugly, like yellow light, <laughs> all these kind of things. Mm, but uh, so it's both. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Mm, I, I think that I have this kind of like, maybe not talent, but the thing inside of me for this. But it's also still a lot of learning and observing of what other people are doing. Well, I think it stands out in any language. I think your stuff is so polished. I mean, I can do the translation, uh, but actually the images talk so well as well. Um, Vavara, if people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? I think the best way is um, through my website, and my website is startblogup.com. Uh, so start blog up. I'll put a link to that in the yeah. show notes. And uh, there, there you can find the links to the Facebook uh, Facebook page. Basically, like it's easy to find by that name everywhere. But the links are there. The email is there. The YouTube channel is there if you are interested in listening and watching me speaking in Russian. (laughs) But honestly, even if you don't speak Russian, I would suggest going and having a look because there are lessons to learn for non-Russian speakers there. Absolutely. Thank you. Vavara, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You've been a brilliant guest. And uh, are we going to see you in the UK again soon? Uh, I'm planning to come in September for the... um, membership uh, conference that uh, the membership guys are organizing in uh, Newcastle. So I will be in September and I hope that I will. I, I plan, of course, to go to, uh, to London and to travel a little bit around these dates. Well, if anyone's listening and wants to catch up at the Retain conference, let Vavara know and I'm sure you'll have a great time with her. Vavara, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Over the years that Varvara has been building things up, she's focused on doing a handful of things really well. She is focused and she works with clarity and her audience has responded by rallying around her, buying her coaching, training, events, and by joining her membership community. I'd encourage everyone to check her out online. She has a lot to teach us all about great, confident personal branding. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe. And if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You can find a link from the website at bobgentle.com or just search Gravity Digital Marketing in Facebook and you'll find us easily enough. 
If you did enjoy the show, then I would love for you to review it on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me, and it's the very best way to help me reach more subscribers. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Vervara for giving us her time this week, and to you for listening. And see you next time.